Zombies from around the world. Global zombies. We've got zombies from New Zealand, zombies from Africa, zombies from America, zombies from France. Uh, from all around the world, we're going to see different people reacting to the zombie apocalypse. Um, some of these movies are funny, some of them are serious. Um, but uh, together, I think it makes an interesting group, and it's always exciting for me to be talking zombies. We're also going to be hearing my returning guest, Karen Giese, who is a returning champion, the uh, so far only person to go six for six with me in rank and review. Um, as usual, I'd like to warn everybody that there will be spoilers and there will be coarse language. My name's Larry Parsons. I'm your host and random Canadian. Thank you so much for listening to rank and review. I hope you enjoy the show. Um, we have our returning champion, Karen Giese, coming back for the uh, 21st episode of Rankhead Review. Yep. If this episode was a person, it would be legal to drink anywhere in the world. Is episode 21? It would. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's exciting to have you back. Excellent. Uh, I'm very thrilled. Me and, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of positive feedback on the bug episode. Yay. I it was a great great episode. Was I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, and I think you were well matched for it. I think so, and yes. We mentioned briefly zombies in the episode, and yeah. I think if you listen to it, I have, there's this moment where I ask if you like zombies, and you say that you love zombies, and there's just a little quiet moment where I think we fell in love with each other just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I think so too, <laughs> um, <laughs> So we promised the zombie episode would yes. come, and uh, <laughs> here we are. Our champion rank and reviewer. Um, is that is the right it? song? That's, that's okay. the Rocky song. Oh, okay. I thought that was the butter song. <laughs> okay. Either way, I like okay. it a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, what is it that you particularly love about zombies? You said you loved them, so I do. I just, uh, I just pretty much love anything otherworldly. Right. I am a big, huge nerd in that <laughs> regard. Uh, pretty much you name it, and I love it. But zombies in particular, it's leaving of the self and still being functional, in air quotes, yeah. is is really interesting to me, especially as a scientist, because I think that's completely impossible. <laughs> and yet, some of these stories give really plausible explanations as to why things are happening. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, there's different approaches people take to the zombie genre. Sometimes they don't want like it to be too supernatural. It's like, more like a True. virus. Or, um, you know, it's in, in the Rex series, we find out that there are people actually being possessed. But the basic ingredient, I think, to make it a, quote, zombie movie is if you're bit, you become one. 
And uh, that it's basically a group of survivors being sieged. Yes. Um, and usually, I, I prefer it if it's a global epidemic. I a agree. lot of times, it's these are little isolated pockets. But mm-hmm. I like the idea of this small group of survivors. This is their story. And the whole world is dealing with this. But we're just going to follow this group of people and see how they deal with this catastrophe. <laughs> Do you think they've made any zombie movies without any survivors? <laughs> Without any survivors yeah. at all? Absolutely, they have. Really? Oh, yeah. Do tell. <laughs> I think we're going to discuss one of them oh, today, girl. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! That's okay, we do have a spoiler warning yes. <laughs> and a course language warning, so yep. when we hopefully we are not as divisive as you and I were on bug on any of these, but if you feel the need to unload on one of these movies, you can feel free to use whatever language you feel is appropriate. All right. <laughs> I will try and curb my tongue a little bit, though. Yeah. The other thing that I personally like about zombies, and this is getting more to the philosophical sort of thing, Mm -hmm. is the uh, confrontation with death, literally. Um, These are dead people in our concept, whatever, we can wrap our brains around what death is. But uh, they're not our friends anymore. They're not our family. They're just like hollowed out, slowly rotting corpses. And all of us are going to become that. And uh, basically, we're sort of forced to look that in the eye in, 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 in zombie movies. And, and, and ones it that take true. themselves seriously, anyway. Yeah. There's some that are a little bit more wacky than others. <laughs> but uh, uh, in sort of the more survival-oriented, walking dead sort of vibe, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead vibe zombies, yeah. Anyway, um, the yeah. six movies that we are going to discuss. Yes. Are we ready to go there? Right. Go. Right. Um, from Peter Jackson and from New Zealand, because this is a global-flavored zombie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Dead Alive. Yes, it is. Which is an absolutely bonkers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Okay. From one of my personal favorite directors out there, Mr. Danny Boyle, 28 Days Later. Agreed. Um, the basically grandpappy of all zombie movies. There were zombie movies before this, but uh, Night of the Living Dead by George Romero is sort of the tentpole with which... <laughs> it's like the epitome of... It is the early. zombie movie. It is, it is. Um, we've got a French zombie movie called The Horde. It's about a bunch of renegade police officers trying to take some personal revenge on some gangsters, and their little clash gets interrupted by a zombie epidemic. Yes, it does. These things do happen. <laughs> <laughs> we have Cemetery Man, starring Rupert Everett. And, yes, we uh, do. <laughs> a lot of European actors, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to having a discussion of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And last but not least, uh, we have The Dead, which is a, a zombie movie set in Africa. Yeah. Um, and uh, it brings us back to the slow-moving kind of creepy zombies. Yeah. Um, a lot of the more modern zombies seem to favor the fast-running zombies. And I think that 28 Days Later and the remake of Dawn of the Dead are largely the two movies that are responsible for making that. But I think so, yeah. Do you have a preference? Do you like them fast or slow? You know, it really depends on the movie. I can absolutely appreciate the slow movings. Because they're, they're creepy and they like... Although, I can't quite understand how they ever catch anybody. Because <laughs> you can see them coming and they're moving slow, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look at it this way. I mean, sooner or later, we have to stop and rest and and, and sleep somewhere. True. Zombies don't take snack breaks. They don't... They you do know, take they snack breaks, actually. Well, I guess <laughs> they don't stop on the road and open a bag of chips. They is don't. What I mean, they don't, no. they don't stop what they're doing. They, they go, go, go. They don't yeah. sleep. They don't whatever. Anytime you stop to sleep, anytime you stop to do anything, mm-hmm. they're going to sooner or later be around you. So 
you have to keep moving in this world, yeah. uh, and that's what keeps things difficult. If you stay in one place for too long, you're going to get boxed in, that's and true. it doesn't matter how slow they are. True. Um, what I like about the slow zombies is that it's a survivable scenario, I think. Very survivable. If, they're, if they are, like, 28 days later, or super aggressive, uh, you know... Yeah. Lightning Running fast. full tilt at you, breaking through walls to get at you. I don't think we got a chance. No. I don't think we got a chance at all. No. Um, I, I think that the other ones would be bad news as well, but I think that there would be pockets of humanity that would survive. <laughs> I'm thinking yes. Uh, anyway, are you ready to mm-hmm. get started on our global zombie adventures? Started. Let's do it. You can pray. You can plead. You can beg for mercy. But nothing you can do will stop. Because how do you kill something that's already dead? Trimark Pictures presents a modern masterpiece of horror. Your mother ain't my dog! Dead Alive. Party's over. Okay, from the director of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, <laughs> Peter Jackson, um, yes. comes an absolutely batshit, insane zombie movie called Dead Alive. The uh, yeah. plot elements of which uh, concern a, uh, a sort of meek young fellow who's trying to have a romance with the, the nice lady he meets <laughs> in the quaint little New Zealand town but who is, life is sort of being crushed by his overbearing mother. And this is further complicated when said overbearing mother is bitten by a rat monkey (laughs) and starts to exhibit zombie behavior. Uh, He at first tries to cover this up and tries to keep a little zoo of zombies in his basement, but sooner or later things do escalate and go out of control, and our hero is forced to deal with mummy once and for all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think of Dead Alive? (laughs) Um, you know, finding words to describe how I felt about this is a little challenging. Okay. I did not like this movie. <laughs> Fair enough. This, uh, it was very, like, as far as the, the creatures, the, the zombified mom and friends are concerned, and and the rat monkey, they looked very Muppet-ish <laughs> to me, and I have a very healthy fear of Muppets. <laughs> I hate Muppets. I think they're, like, kind of creepy. So, so any, we have to do a puppet-themed oh, episode. You will not get me to do a puppet-themed anything because I really, really dislike them. But, um, and I mean, this movie, granted, yes, if you look at it from a humorous point of view, it is very amusing. <laughs> yeah, it, it just wasn't my kind of movie. This yeah. definitely leans to the sillier end of the zombie spectrum. Quite. Um, and I take my zombies seriously, yes. so... I prefer yeah. them serious, but I, I like a good zomcom. I'm not going to turn my back on a quality zomcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what I think distinguishes this movie, and I think what is sort of the interesting thing, especially when you look at where Peter Jackson has gone subsequently, is just how demented this movie really is the level of insanity and depravity that are included in just in every frame just wedged into this movie even like just partial like 
takeaway scenes when the when the conniving uncle steps into the bathroom we follow him into the bathroom and he mm -hmm. passes a kidney stone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just throw that in because we Why needed not? something more gross <laughs> yes uh, yes there is an infamous sequence involving uh pudding where he's got all of the zombies strapped around the table and uh his mother is, is slowly becoming a zombie and she's got sort of guests over for tea and he's trying to cover up the fact that she's a zombie and her ear falls off into her pudding and she <laughs> consumes it. Yes. <laughs> I am I am bodily cringing as we speak about just it. Just <laughs> saying it out loud is <laughs> wow. There's an entire sequence where this man does battle with not a zombie, but the intestines of yes, a zombie. Yes. For me though, I think the the, the thing about this movie that's going to make it a little bit for the ages. <laughs> Is a sequence the where ages. the star, uh, I believe his name is Timothy Baum. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Timothy Baum uh, decides that enough is enough, and he goes out to the shed and he grabs the lawnmower. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Uh, this is a movie that when it was originally released on video, they mutilated it as far as the uh, like violence and the some of the content of the movie. I remember telling yeah. my friend Scott, you should really see this movie, it's amazing. And we, we were in Edmonton, we ran up to the Blockbuster and we rented it, and I ended up really regretting that I had talked him into this, because the movie that we rented was not the movie that I had seen. Oh, really? <laughs> um, the movie that you saw is the unfettered, uncut version. And that explains I completely <laughs> understand gross. why someone would watch this and say, this is utterly repellent. Yeah, because you know what? Completely. It kind of is. But it's, again, yeah. the imagination of it, like, I don't think anybody but Peter Jackson could have come up with this movie. Not only yeah. does he kill, like, hundreds of zombies with this lawnmower, but the mm -hmm. whole floor is literally so slick with blood that in order to keep traction, he has to stand on body parts yes. while he's doing it. It is yeah. batshit crazy. Um, I will... Uh... You mentioned earlier the word depraved. Yes. <laughs> I believe that is well suiting for this movie. It's, mm. yeah. I'm also not really a fan of gore. Mm -hmm. And this was chock full of gore. <laughs> That's going to work against you in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what I will say is that, like, it is completely balls out. It doesn't pretend yeah. to be anything but what it is. No. It, is it, it, it is straight to the wall for 80 minutes. We're going to push it as far as we possibly can. And some of the special effects, especially considering the low budget and the limited means with which it was being produced, yeah. are very impressive. Some of the kills are very impressive. I do like a good kill. I really do. It's not scary, though. It's not scary. Not even a little tiny bit. It's gross. It's gross. Yes. It's sort of like a, a, a sort of slap your knee, Halloween night, guffaw, oh my god, that yes. just happened type of movie. Yeah. As far as making you think, as far as getting under your skin, as far as exploring the world of what a real apocalyptic scenario would be like. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's not what this no. movie is. But to be fair, that's not what this movie's trying to be. No, I kind of feel like this movie should have been in the what the fuck category. <laughs> it would qualify, absolutely. absolutely. There's a few yeah. other Peter Jackson movies that qualified as well. Yeah. In one of my what the fuck categories, we will have Meet the Feebles, which is a movie, if you have a problem with puppets, you um, will never be able to watch. I will not watch it. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. But it's a like hard R rated version of the Muppet Show with all these crazy Ew. puppets and they have like Vietnam flashbacks and they're junkies and they're like it's it's more depraved by a significant measure 
than dead alive. I will take your word for it. <laughs> and <laughs> so, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> and, and that's what's really fascinating when you think that the guy who made these completely like oh, lunatic geez. movies actually was able to rein it in enough to tell, you know, Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. And, you know, that. Which uh, were awesome. I, I'm a big fan. I'm Me a big too. fan. I know Me they're too. divisive in Nerd Kingdom, but uh, in Nerddom. Yes. But uh, yeah. I'm a big favor of Lord of the Rings. Me too, yeah. In fact, I think once the last Hobbit movie comes out, I'm just going to do a rank and review on all six Tolkien movies. So what? we'll see. We'll see who gets that prize. Oh my god. You're going to have like people clawing for these. That's awesome. But how do you rank them? How do you rank it's them? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh. Um, Anyway, um, right. is there anything else that we need to say about uh, Dead or Alive? Have we been suitably mean to that? I, I mean, I don't want to scare people away. I think yeah. if you if if you are into sort of like over the top violence and and an energetic movie, it is that, and it doesn't ask you to take it seriously. Like this At movie all. is completely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I uh, well, I mean. Most of the movies that I like, uh, fellow friends don't like. Okay. <laughs> so they, a lot of people say I have bad taste in movies, but this one was horrible. <laughs> well, so people might like it. <laughs> see, I wouldn't say it was horrible. I would say it is what it is. Sure, uh, um, it, sure. For certain things. I mean, there are movies that are just gore that I would dismiss and say are horrible. Yeah. And this movie is chocked full of gore, but I don't think it's horrible. I think that okay. like, uh, yeah. there's, for me, there's enough good things in it for fans of sort of that violent beast subgenre, that's fine. Sure. And like I said, it is winking at you. It is trying to be funny. If this was just trying yeah. to be a straight zombie movie that was getting off on all this, it's all right. sort of like that just happened. They keep on trying to make you sort of slap your forehead and go, what? Yes. The uh, the priest who kicks ass for the Lord? Exactly. Hence the what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this, the, there's a bit of a zombie problem in a graveyard, and this priest shows up, and then out of nowhere has all these ninja moves. Yeah. Why? As most priests do. I guess, because yeah. he had a lot of time to kill. <laughs> Goes with the collar. Ninja, collar. Um, not for all tastes, but mm -hmm. if this sounds like something yep. that would appeal to you, it probably will. And if it sounds like something that would repel you, it, <laughs> it probably, probably will. will. Uh, all right, I will just say that this is probably one of the best movies of this type then. Okay. Just not for me. Not for Karen. <laughs> not but, for me, uh, yeah. Maybe for someone else. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, uh, Danny Boyle. He's come up in the world. He's an Oscar winner. He's got his yep. best picture for Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. He is, for me, like a very consistent director. Like, uh, mm -hmm. even, even the movies that I don't think are 100% successful are worth watching. I think that he makes great movies. And although this is playing to my hand because I love horror movies and I love <laughs> zombie movies. In a catalog full of fantastic movies, mm -hmm. 28 Days Later might be my favorite Danny Boyle movie. Me too! <laughs> I know that seems like strong words, but uh, no. 
I love this movie. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember the experience of seeing this in the theater for the first time. Jealous. And being just utterly rattled and holding onto my seat like I was in a roller coaster. <laughs> nice. So it's going to be a positive review for Excellent. me yes. <laughs> for 28 days yeah. later. Um, but uh, in the nerd world debate, I've seen people on IMDb and other pages going off about this isn't a zombie movie. I've this is that. an epidemic movie. Yeah. They are infected with rage, and these aren't zombies, so stop saying that they're zombies, <laughs> and they get really <laughs> upset about it. Technically speaking, yeah, they're right. They, this is a rage right. virus. Because they don't die first. The, the, you don't have to shoot them in the head to kill them. Ooh. They're not yeah. walking corpses. They're not reanimated. They don't have that supernatural element. What right. it does have to make it qualify for me as a zombie movie is mm -hmm. the element, if you get bit, mm -hmm. you become one of them. Yeah. It's uh, like a, pl a plague that's going all over. Your people are getting locked into areas and sieged by all of these creatures. Yeah. And all of the rules more or less apply to zombie world as to this. That and the fact that this movie is full of references to zombie movies that are not accidental, that are yeah. literal. Um, it was almost like they really wanted to make a zombie movie, but they, 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 they were too... To, had too much integrity to make an honest zombie movie and look at themselves in the eye. So <laughs> right. they, they dressed it up as a rage virus. Mm. I will also point out, and I will let us get to this review, but once we move on to the sequel, this virus thing gets forgotten more and more. Yeah. We start seeing zombies running around with their guts hanging out. And I, yeah. I don't know how that exactly works with the... <laughs> with Evolution? The, <laughs> With the story they're telling. In, in 28 days later, yes, these are people. You don't yeah. have to shoot them in the head. No. If they don't feed, eventually they will get weak and starve to death. They yes. are people, but... The anorexic one on the side of the road. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but what they do have that other zombies don't have, and that was sort of shocking when you first watched this movie when it came out, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was 2000 or 2001, um, these zombies run at you full tilt, or these infected, yeah. if you prefer, run at you full tilt, yeah. and they spew blood from their mouths. And if that stuff touches you, if that gets in your eyes or your mouth or in you, and then it cuts Done. within seconds, yeah. not days, not hours, seconds, Yeah, you're one of the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, this is a long, expansive prologue, Karen, but... Um, <laughs> The, the plot as it is basically is like most zombie movies. It's a survival scenario. Yeah. Uh, Cillian Murphy, uh, an Irish actor. I believe this is the first time I saw him. I think so too, uh, Is actually. it Cillian or Cillian Murphy? I don't know exactly how you pronounce the name. Um, he wakes up in a hospital that is empty and finds himself lost in a world of chaos. Yeah. K2, let's talk about 28 Days Later. Okay. <laughs> this is one of my favorite all-time movies. Yeah. I... Love this movie. I love everything about this movie. I love the fast-moving zombies. I love, I love the whole rage aspect. Because honestly, yes, being a scientist, I love science. But I also am a firm believer in if you mess with something too much, you can go too far. And this movie is, I don't know, I think it's kind of a commentary on that fact. Like, they messed with things that they shouldn't have been messing with. And now the whole world is screwed. I also like that there's not some evil scientist who's yeah. sort of mashing his hands together. The scientists were trying to find a way to treat aggression. Exactly. And exactly. The, so their intentions were good. And the environmentalists yeah. were trying to free the monkeys who they saw as being tortured. Yeah. So also their intentions good. were good. Absolutely. But between those two good intentions, yeah. Badness. the world is threatened by this epidemic of Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I like that there's no obvious bad guy. Uh, everybody's a victim in this movie. The infected yeah. are victims, and the survivors are victims. <laughs> to a point. Well, to we, a we point. get we finally start to meet some of these. Uh, yeah. Some of the survivors turn into monsters as they come. Absolutely. Uh, that's a theme that I definitely want to talk about when we get into Night of the Living Dead as okay. well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only some of the faces that I recognized in here were people like Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm sort of a big British actor. Yeah. He started in Danny Boyle's first movie, Shallow Grave. Ah. Uh, he shows up in the second act as this guy who's sort of leading up cadre of military blokes, keeping nice. them alive. I can't and, imagine. He's so squishy. Sorry, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, he plays this uh, father that uh, our survivors yeah. meet up with, and uh, the relationship established between Gleason and his daughter, I think, is very sweet uh, and a nice yeah, counterbalance to the ugliness of the world that we see. Absolutely. Um Naomi Harris uh, plays uh, this woman that our, our hero Cillian Murphy meets and basically introduces him to the world. Yeah. And the movie's really good at keeping you on your toes. <laughs> From the very opening scene, yeah. naked guy wakes up on a table, what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. From that to empty London. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, from that to being rescued from this attack by these two survivors. What's going on? And just when you pause to get oriented, yeah. one of our two survivors is basically Done. executed by the other. Absolutely. Uh, they don't really give you a lot of time to get your breath in this movie. They and, don't. Uh, That's what I like about it. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. I think the only time it loses ground is when it stops to take a breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, not a criticism. I think you necessarily have to at times. You need it. You need yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I'm remembering a scene where they stop and see some stallions running in a field and yeah. everybody sort of pauses and, ah, peaceful yeah. little zombies. But it sort of almost belonged in a different movie. <laughs> but it did. It did. It was good for us. It was good for the audience to take a breath because uh, deeper into the movie, the darker things start to get. I think those those moments were also necessary for the characters in order for them to realize we're still human beings. Mm-hmm. We're still, we still need this relationship with what's going on around us. Even though like most of what's going on around us is like all shot to hell, everybody but you need you that. Know, everybody you know. Is absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, another similar scene with that, which is also, I see sort of as a bit of a tribute to Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. is when they stop and have a little shopping spree yes. in the big uh, like grocery store. Yeah. And uh, the Brendan Gleeson character just leaves his credit card on the yeah. counter. So no harm, no foul. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But then counterbalance this to horrific, horrific violence. Absolutely horrific. Um, couple things that I would warn people about watching this movie. I mean, it is graphic and violent, but if you're into zombie movies, I think that you have to come to the table knowing that. It's the epitome. Yeah. I love this movie. But shaky camera. There is an element of shaky camera to this movie, and some people do not like that. No, When you get into the close combat and it gets crazy, these guys are so aggressive, and and I find that the movement of the camera sort of puts you in the head of the infected. Agreed. Some people don't like it. This movie was also shot digitally. It was one of the first like wide, wide release movies that was mm. shot digitally, and it looks gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. There yeah. is one sequence that takes place in the rain, which I I, I can't really even find something to compare it to. No, because it's a scene of like great suspense and violence, but at the same time you're taking in that action sequence. The images are so strong. Yeah. I just. They have to use chubby rain, don't they? <laughs> yeah. They probably <laughs> tested all sorts of different rain just to get the drops yeah. focused in so perfectly. Yeah. Um, there's not a weak link in, in the performances anywhere really on the chain. I can't no. find. No. Um, 
the movie does switch gears. I would say in the mm-hmm. second half, it's sort of like a group of survivors surviving the zombie landscape for the first half. Yeah. And then the second half is when they settle into the more military uh, people who have settled in and are surviving the situation and how it has changed them. It's the the juxtaposition of what can happen to different types of people. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, love that part. This is where we get into the much more, I think, Romero world of zombies. Quite, yeah. Uh, this is where the zombies are an obstacle. There's yeah. something that you have to deal with. Yeah. They're almost like an element of nature, like a freak storm or Absolutely. <laughs> something that you have to deal with, but that practically you can. Yeah. The real villains... Absolutely, real become villains. Become other people. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they are much more of a threat mm-hmm. than the zombies, as yeah. we find out with this cadre of military blokes who uh, have been alone for many months, or I guess not only a month now. Yeah, only a if, month. If anything, I guess their their decline is shockingly quick then. You know, I don't think so. No? I had this discuss- discussion with uh, one of my military brothers, yeah. <laughs> actually, and he was of the opinion that that would not happen, but I actually do think that would happen. If you're especially if you're a bunch of guys alone women we can go to sperm banks yeah <laughs> you know we can still get pregnant and continue the population and continue reproducing yeah. for guys alone that's the end of the human race yeah. as far as they know right so of course you know it's going to come down to raping and forcing and basically the idea all the is nastiness the- only no way. offense to any guys out there, but, but uh, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know where I land on that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm a fair example of the type of male that they're talking about. Yeah, I don't here. think so either. <laughs> um, Larry Squeegee. There's a fairly there. There's a fairly gr- macho, aggressive characteristic that a lot of people who are sort of military types possess. Yeah. And I think the basic theme is, or what they're exploring here in the movie, is that in order to maintain authority and control over these guys, he had to make a horrible promise to them. Absolutely. And that promise was that he was going to deliver them women. Yeah. And yikes. And again, if it's 28 days after the virus, and I don't know, maybe a week or two since he wakes up to this, this is like six weeks Mm -hmm. before that, like, this entire group of guys are basically dedicating their lives to rape and servitude. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, that feels a little bit quick, but in the context of the movie, I completely believe it. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I would. I would like to give the human race a little more The benefit credit, of the doubt. Maybe I'm but. wrong. Um, it's an interesting survival scenario, too, in that it's not an issue of dwindling resources. When everybody's mm-hmm. wiped off the table in a matter of uh, 48 hours, oh, yeah. there's a lot of food and a lot of weapons just yeah. laying around. A plenty. So it's what you need to survive. And what those guys were missing, apparently, was sex, I guess. But not necessarily sex, but the big picture. You just said it. It's what they need to survive. Yeah. You need women to survive yeah. as, a, as a species, you know, without... Yay, girly girls! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, without without women, the species dies. Yeah. So, I can, I can kind of... I can get it. I can understand it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a tough old world that we're introduced to. But yeah. I, I certainly did hate all of those characters and Me too. Uh, really, Me too. you know, was cheering for Jim and the fellow survivors uh-huh. to get the uh-huh. hell out of there. Yeah. Um, we talk about spoilers in this show. Yes, yeah, we do. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the end of the movie. Okay. Without getting too much specifics, they get away from this group of military folks, and Jim is badly injured, yes. and we catch up with them surviving in the middle of England somewhere, yeah. trying to wave down a rescue plane. Mm-hmm. The original ending to the film... I watched it. You saw that? Yes. Yeah, Jim Jim died. Died. He, he was shot. Yeah. And 
as much as I understand the the impulse to give us that happier, feel-good ending, especially considering how dour and dark yeah. the whole movie was, I really loved the idea of the bookend, and I assume the author of the script did too, is that this starts with Jim waking up in a yeah. hospital bed. Yeah. And it ends with him dying after saving his friends, mm-hmm. but dying on another hospital bed. Yeah. It seemed like that was the ending that seemed more right. But it did. But um, I really liked him. <laughs> yeah, I really liked him too. Yeah. And uh, uh, there is a sequel to this movie. Uh, Twenty weeks later, um, and uh, some people not big on it. I'm actually quite a fan. I think yeah. it's it's a solid sequel. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as this movie, not but I place. think it is a solid sequel. Yeah. And in the horror genre, to say a solid sequel is you know you're already beating the tide to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a survival horror movie. There's, mm-hmm. like I said, not a lot of humor to it, but uh, this is what I like to get into when yeah. I'm talking zombies. Me this too. is what would I do if I was in that scenario? Yeah. And uh, I, I was, for one think I would kick ass. <laughs> I believe that you would. <laughs> I you might go. end up fetal in a corner. I'll I gotta come, I'll say, come help you. <laughs> uh, I used to fantasize about the zombie apocalypse yeah. in, in my younger foolish years and how cool it would be to be locked in the Costco and have a palace yeah. of food at my disposal. But growing up and having two kids now, yes, it's a, a less fun scenario. Probably <laughs> you, a less fun you scenario. Know, to imagine. Yeah. And raising a kid in a zombie environment. Because yes. that kid can't cry or else she's ringing the dinner bell. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, the apocalypse... That we're exposed to does pull no punches, though. We see yeah. we see a lot of bodies of people laying down. Uh, the yeah. infected are horrifying. The way they seem Absolutely. to like vomit this bile blood out at you. Yeah. <laughs> just, and yeah, like getting infected just from a drop. A drop. Like like the dad with the Brendan Gleeson character. Brendan Gleeson. One drop of blood catches him. him in the eye. Yeah. And they did a great job of making us instantly like that character. Yeah. And because we instantly liked him, I knew he wasn't going to make the movie. Oh, and even though, even though I knew this, my yeah. heart was still a little bit broken when yeah, he went exactly. down. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But yeah, he was just an earnest, nice fellow. And all he yeah. wanted to do was look after his daughter and... Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just a decent guy who we liked. So he, he was Mad Eye Moody, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> Mad Eye Moody went down again. Again. <laughs> Damn it. Is there anything else we want to say about uh, Twenty Eight Days Later? Um, only that um, if you're going to see any zombie movie, make sure it's this one. This is. If you're only going to watch one and then one and done, this is your choice. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. This is my choice. Welcome to a night of total terror. Night of the living dead. The dead who live on living flesh. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. The living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly Shattering than your strangest nightmare. Yes. Zombies as we understand them, as far as the, you know, they're gonna ghouls that'll eat you, and if you get bitten, you turn into one of them. 
were basically mm-hmm. made established by Night of the Living Dead from George Romero. Yeah. Uh, if you asked Romero himself, he would openly cop to saying that he was stealing from Richard Matheson. He liked the concept of uh, I Am Legend and this lone survivor surviving against this plague of basically vampires in I Am Legend. You mean the Omega Man? <laughs> the Omega yeah. Man, it is. Yeah. As most people seem to fondly recall uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Um, so he switched it up and made them ghouls, as he called them in this, and yeah. uh, working on weekends with a bunch of friends, uh, he slowly shot over about two years Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it concerns a group of survivors who are holed up in a farmhouse as zombies continue to siege them. They are not far from a cemetery in a couple of small communities, and the longer they stay there, the more of these things come and the greater their, their problem is. Mm-hmm. Between them, this group of five people or six people, they are tasked to find the key to a gas pump, unlock the gas pump, fill the cars with gas, Mm -hmm. and drive away. And what we see here in this movie is that they can't do it. Nope. It's not a hard thing to do. (laughs) Really, find a set of keys, open the gas pump, fill the car with gas, drive away. Five strangers... They cannot do it. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's the, the, the real sort of social commentary crux of this movie. Um, the, the main character is uh, Dwayne Jones, the black, black man. Yeah. It's one of the first times that you'd see sort of the central figure in the horror movie being, a, being, yeah. being black. But um, So a lot of people read a lot into that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't see it so much to be about you know racism as it was about people in general and their inability to work together even when it is life or death yeah so not a feel-good number but a very memorable movie and in spite of the fact that it was made in the 60s and is in grainy black and white it is as relevant today as it ever was absolutely i yeah i had read actually like it was just the anniversary that happened not too long ago yeah not so long ago this year actually Uh, no last year Okay. 2013. I've had these movies for a while. Um, but yeah, it was it's supposed to be, or what the popular theory was, that it was a commentary on the war. Like, it's 1968, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it kind of makes sense. Like, battle without, battle within yeah. type of thing. Uh, and uh, the sort of madness with which it is, uh, the problem is dealt with. I also think it's an interesting movie because it's the first time that we sort of see it from a media perspective. Mm-hmm. A lot of this movie are these people listening to the radio and listening to reports yeah. of what's going on or huddling around the TV yeah. and, and, and trying to figure out, like we would during yeah. a catastrophe, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Are we doing the right things? Yeah. Um, our main characters, I guess, would be Barbara and Ben. Barbara was visiting mm-hmm. the gravesite of her mother when she and her brother were attacked. Yeah. Her brother lost his life and she made it to this house, but... I don't think her sanity made it to the house. No, I, I don't think, think so she either. basically spends most of this movie as a kind of a blathering crazy person. This would bother me in as far as like she's fairly ineffective for a large portion of the uh-huh. movie. But I also think that that is a not inappropriate response to the environment with which she has found herself. And that I almost oh. wish more movies would find that, that not every character is has mm-hmm. the equipment to deal with a, a, a catastrophe and would go catatonic. It doesn't make yeah. for a very interesting character, but I think in a survival scenario, people would freak out. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, what I did find hard to stomach with her character was the fact that it was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, for the time, 
you know, that's how a lot of women were portrayed as not being very courageous and, and falling apart, the whole hysteria thing. You know, I... She's babbling and she gets smacked a couple times because she's not making any sense. Exactly. Right? I mean, it, being a woman of today, you know. I understand. And that I could kick ass in a zombie apocalypse. I'm going you to your know. house when they come. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's the thing, Karen. George Romero agrees with you. Because mm-hmm. when he wrote the remake for this, yep. that Tom Savini directed in 1990, yep. so that Romero could finally actually make some money off of this title, which yeah. she hadn't. Um, he rewrote the Barbara character yeah. completely, and she becomes basically the one rational character mm-hmm. in the group. Yeah. And uh, she's the one lone voice of reason yeah. uh, uh, fighting against the, the tide of insanity. Yeah. Uh, so he, I think, kind of apologized for that element. Again, I, I, maybe it's unfortunate maybe right that it was a female character, but it didn't bother me as much that she no. freaked out because her brother just died in front of her sure. in a place that she was already scared of before this happened. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's in a new world that she's not prepared to deal with where she's very likely going to be eaten alive. Sure. And she just shuts down. Yeah. I buy it. I buy it. I think maybe because I I work very well under pressure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I just, uh, you know, there comes a point where you have to make a decision whether or not your life is falling apart around you. There, there comes a point where you have to make a decision, fight or flight. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a fight. Yeah. And so is so. Ben, who is our lead character. Exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, he shows Obin. up, he's all got nothing but fumes in his tank, and he wants to get to that gas tank, and he assumes yeah. that this woman lives there, but she's unable to communicate to him. Yes. <laughs> so it's very frustrating for him. <laughs> yeah. And then to later find out that in the meantime, there were four people hiding in the basement listening to this racket who were just too scared to even come out and talk to them. Yeah, uh, and try been, and help Further frustrating. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the most obvious obstacle is Mr. Cooper. Uh, he's <sighs> the archetypical. He's the archetypical asshole character who does and says the wrong thing at the wrong time. Every In a lot time. of other movies, you will find this character who crops up, and you will find I will refer to him as the Cooper of the movie. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, this is the quintessential take on that. Yeah. But with a little bit of a wrinkle. Speaking as a parent. I am not unsympathetic to all of sure. his pers- perspective. I mean, he doesn't know that his, his daughter is bitten, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know that she's going to turn into a ghoul, but yeah. he knows that she's sick and that something bad's happening yeah. and that he has to be the protective father figure. He goes about it in about as stupid and arrogant <laughs> and assholeish a way yeah. as possible. <laughs> Quite. But in his head, he's doing all of this to protect his daughter. I can see that. Um, I can see it. I still found myself hoping for his death in this movie because he was <laughs> yeah. such a dick. Yeah. And that that remains true. You know, Romero felt no need to soften, you know, Cooper when he remade the movie in 1990. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Maybe because, you know, that is... That exists. Yeah. Whereas I would like to think that that type of catatonic response... Hopefully, wouldn't exist. Would be somewhat limited. When it was, would be those limited. people wouldn't survive. You wouldn't think they wouldn't survive yeah. without uh, somebody like Ben. Yeah. Um, but know. there are leaders and there are followers, and both Ben and Cooper sort of take the leader position, and everyone else sort of uh, finds themselves at odd between these two power heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, the the people who actually lived in the house have all passed away. There's yeah. relatives of one of them that are hiding in the basement, but he has no idea no. where the key would be. Yeah. And meanwhile, all this bickering is going on more mm-hmm. and more and more 
and dead people are showing up. Yeah. Um, it, for the time it was made, too, it had a real visceral reaction as far as the when people get eaten, they show these zombies eating yeah. bone meat off of bones. And yeah. there's a couple of naked zombies walking around out there. It was all very taboo. Very and taboo. taboo. And they're like, yeah. yikes. Um, and some of it's tamed by today's standards, but some of it isn't. Some of it is still pretty nasty, <laughs> I would say. I would say that most of it, though. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, but audiences back then were a lot more innocent yeah. and naive than, than folks are today, I think. What this movie did do, at least for me, is just sort of set off my imagination again. Yeah. What would yeah. I do in this scenario? And you find yourself relating to them getting frustrated when they're doing all of these things wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why didn't they think to check the bodies for the keys sooner? Obviously, the keys would be in someone's pocket. And, you know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. stop yelling at each other and think. Yeah. But I also believe it. In that scenario, and as a scenario as crazy as this, how sure. do you keep your head on your shoulders? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. I liked, I liked this movie a lot, but yeah, agreed. Keeping of the shoulders. Yeah. Keeping of the head. Um, and I do think it's obviously dated again. There's some sort of theatricality sure. to some of the performances, yeah. especially the newscasters. Uh, very, you know. <laughs> Quite, yeah. And now more news on the zombie epidemic. <laughs> um, but Which were the radio personalities of, of the, the time, day, though. Absolutely, it's appropriate. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of a disconnect. Yes. But I think yeah. the themes of the story are universal. And I do think that it holds up remarkably well in 2014. Remarkably well, Yes. And I do, again, I think I said this in the, the last episode that we shot, that I, I really appreciate the intellect behind things, and I appreciate subtleties a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 28 Days Later is not really subtle, <laughs> uh, but yeah, totally different thing. But this movie had a lot of subtleties that I really liked, so... And, uh, yeah, again, a seriously-minded zombie movie. Absolutely, uh, seriously. Not yeah. wall-to-wall fun. In fact, no. I think it has one of the uh, most sort of shocking finales that uh, I can remember. It's one of the big gotcha endings yeah. uh, that uh, comes to mind. Yeah, So, uh, yeah. yeah, big thumbs up on that. Excellent. An elite police squad is waging war against a gang of violent criminals. Warn the others. Don't let a soul into this building. But both the police and the criminals now face an even bigger enemy. The undead. And they don't care whose side you're on. Okay, uh, we are going to talk about the French film The Horde. Um, I think this is a little bit farther down the length as far as it's not a super, super seriously themed zombie movie, but it's mm-hmm. not a completely, you know, guts on the wall slapstick number either. It sort of finds its ground somewhere in the middle. It's like a weird hybrid of like this uh, 90s cop thriller, The King of New York and Dawn of the Dead. This sort of group of... Smacked into one. <laughs> squished into one movie yeah. with, with, with subtitles. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, basically this group of uh, hard-ass cops who are getting tired of having their asses handed to them by mm-hmm. these evil criminals uh, decide they're going to throw the books uh, out the window and they're going to go on a full-on assault on this building that is full of these gangsters. Yeah. And it's right in the middle of this uh, 
conflict <laughs> that uh, all of a sudden the zombie apocalypse happens. Yeah. And this is a weird one in that it's not like a slow build. It really feels like someone threw a switch and all of a sudden the city was just populated mm-hmm. with thousands of zombies. <laughs> it's true. Did they give an explanation as to why? Not really. Basically, they looked out the window and the zombies were here. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd think if anybody would know that this was happening, it would be police officers. It would be the right? cops. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but again, yeah. I think we're going to allow ourselves to suspend our disbelief a little bit here because yeah. the movie wants to sort of be full of, you know, adrenaline and action and it wants to entertain you. Uh, and I think for the most part it does yeah. that. Uh, I think the, one of the most impressive things about this movie for me is the production values. Uh, mm. They have a lot of zombies and they have a lot of special effects and they not really a do. lot of it is CG. It's no. all practical, pe- real people there and practical makeup effects and it shows and I applaud everybody yeah. involved for that. But I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Hence the well-produced smart zombie. zombie. <laughs> yeah. As it says on the DVD, it's well-produced smart zombie thriller. But do you agree, Karen? Do you agree with that summation of The Horde? I would agree. I, um, I do differ in the fact that I thought there was no comedy in this. Like, I, I thought that they actually meant it to be a really serious yeah. zombie movie. That's... That's the feel that I got from it. Yeah, I sort of uh, felt Michael Bay meets zombies a little bit, but maybe I'm wrong. Michael Bay. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad movie. It's, uh, again, it's very gory, uh, which I don't really appreciate. So I'm probably not the best person for this for this movie. That seems like a weird, I'm not going to say hypocrisy, I don't know what the it right does. word is. Absolutely. You like zombie movies and yet violence troubles you. And yet in most zombie yeah. movies, people get pulled apart and eaten alive by zombies. It's very true. <laughs> but in, in other movies, there is an element of imagination. This one, it seemed just bleh. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that's what I have the problem with. Is it's It didn't let my imagination run away with itself. I don't think that this movie is sort of built of other borrowed elements in a lot of ways. Quite. I guess yeah. say, like, the renegade cops, the gangsters that uh, yeah. are forced to align themselves with the police officers mm-hmm. and sort of prove to have their own morality after all. Yeah. All elements that we've seen before. Sure. I mean, it's not necessarily a knock against it, but I mean, mm-hmm. I just there's nothing here that's going to shock you. No. I think the closest thing to a problem I have is that one of the main characters, uh, I don't know the name of her character, but the female police officer Mm -hmm. who loses her lover very shortly into the movie, uh, is basically on cold vendetta mode through the whole movie. Super freaking cold. And I want to like her and I want to say she's a badass survivor chick, but there's ice running through her veins. So by the end of it, I'm utterly torn whether or not I should be cheering for her. And if I'm not cheering for her, who do I cheer for in this scenario? Yeah. And if I don't cheer for anyone, mm. what do I do but wait for the credits? <laughs> well, it was these gang members who killed, killed her boyfriend. Her in boyfriend. Front of her. Yeah. Right. But then they go on to repeatedly Save aid in saving her life, and and yet, you, you said it. She's freaking cold. Yeah. Uh, once she's made safe away from these guys, she basically yeah. executes one of them quite yeah. coldly. Thank very, you for all your very... help. Now you're dead. Yes. Uh, and uh, I guess I would get past that, but she didn't even seem phased anymore when her fellow police officers were no. falling. No. One fellow in particular 
clearly sacrifices himself to save the group. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get the idea in her head, he was stupid for doing it, you know? Like, she wins no points to her, you know? Basically, the moment that her lover died, the world could burn as far as she is concerned. Exactly. And it's kind of a a strange thing. I needed somebody who I was like, maybe not necessarily a hero, but somebody that I related to that I was like, I want you to get out of this scenario. Mm -hmm. Which there really uh, wasn't. There really wasn't. By about the two-thirds of the way through the movie, there was nobody left that was like, I guess you want them to survive and that the idea of being eaten alive is a bad way to go, but these are not good people. None of them are really, you know, (laughs) heroic. True. And I mean, then again, like where she is concerned, she's kind of... Okay, yes. So she has this cold, dead-to-the-world reaction. Yeah. Kind of completely opposite of the chicken, the living dead. Right. But at the same time, she's, I think, so forlorn that she has basically condemned herself to death. Yes, she was fighting tooth and nail to get away from these zombies, but with her executing the guy at the end... Mm -hmm. You need people to survive yeah. in something like this. That was you just do. Counterproductive. That Absolutely was another living person with a gun who could yep. help you get through the day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she she fucked herself. Yeah. Really. And maybe she would come out of that emotional fog later that day and realize that, that was a bad mistake. Yeah. The other track to take on it, and this would be more cynical, um, and it is a pretty cynical movie, I think. Um, yeah. The fact that she shuts off emotionally. Mm-hmm. Actually helps her to survive. It does. The uh, what initiates the attack is an emotional response. They've you know lost a lot of their friends trying to fight this drug cartel, and they finally decide you know screw the rules. We're going to go clean house. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah. That was an emotional knee jerk reaction. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and I'm, I don't know this, but maybe the track the movie is taking is that although she does turn ice cold and she does, you know, mm-hmm. shut herself off and seems callous to the people who are trying to help her survive, yeah. that ability for her to shut off her emotions is part of the reason that she was able to get through it so uh, i don't know i don't know true but like i said for how long for how long <laughs> she and where destroyed do you end up? all of her allies and, and what's like, left of her at the end of this well, exactly. she's no longer a cop she's yeah. not really well i guess she's a criminal now but the whole world is this zombie apocalypse so maybe that was the point of this movie mm-hmm. like you know in dire circumstances all humanity is lost yeah well yeah. and you were saying you were talking about movies where n- nobody survives i mean mm-hmm. I guess she lives in this, but I don't really count her among one of the survivors. As far as I'm concerned, everybody died in this. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, in Night of the Living Dead as well. Not too many people came out ahead at the end of that. Really not. (laughs) No, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, again, what I really want to give a lot of points to, and what I think if you're a fan of zombies, Mm -hmm. what we see a lot of times is really low-budget zombie movies made by people with a lot of heart but no means. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they can pull one out and it really works. But I hunger for big-budget zombie action, which is why I watch terrible movies like the Resident Evil franchise. Sure. They're not good movies. They're not good. (laughs) They're just not good movies, and I can't look myself in the eye in the mirror afterwards. I have to, like... I have to go read a book afterwards to apologize to my brain, but like, the, I, I like big budget zombie, and this yeah. movie brings that to the table. There's a, a sequence in a parking garage where it seemed like they must have had a couple of hundred 
full-on zombie uh, extra surrounding this guy on top of a car and yeah. uh, just a fantastic sequence yeah. um, and there are great sort of action beats to the movie um, I feel like I've been really negative about the movie I don't think it's a bad movie necessarily I just no. think it's a there, there is some problems to it but uh, it's entertaining it's not going to bore you <laughs> yeah. at all it will take you through the movie and uh, yeah uh, it does the French sort of given this reputation for really knowing how to handle horror movies and I think you know my script problems aside as far as the production and the approach to the subject big points big points but I also think you nailed it on the head when you said earlier that you need somebody relatable yeah and and yeah this just didn't have it so for me that's a massive point against it mm. yes uh, hundreds and hundreds of zombies, which was excellent to see. Um, but if you don't have that human factor, what what is the point? Yeah. You know. And I think that's why I didn't take it as seriously as maybe it wanted me to. Yeah. Because this did sort of feel sort of like the kinetic, like I say, Michael Bay action movies, sure. bad boys versus zombies. You <laughs> know, um, uh, and you know, the the quippy one liners and the sort of very quippy yeah, <laughs> yeah testosterone to the movie and the energy to it yeah it sort of had that uh, cops and robbers you know it was cops and robbers <laughs> but that sort of angry young man action movie that type of feel yeah. to it for the first yeah. few minutes mm -hmm. and then then they brought in brought in the zombies so hmm. um, it, it works more than it doesn't. And uh, um, yeah. I would encourage people to seek it out. Uh, I mean, it's not one of the more obvious titles on this list. Um, but, again, I think, again, this is another tough list in that, I, for the mm -hmm. most part, I liked all of these movies. Uh, I know we're going to disagree on the couple, yes, but we are. for the most part, I liked all of these movies, <laughs> yeah. and I always find that's harder to make my list yeah. if I like them all. Yeah. So the, the, there's, the, there's no obvious number one or number six to sort of thin the herd. In your eyeballs. <laughs> in my eyeballs. <laughs> Yeah, my eyeballs see differently. <laughs> right, well, uh, shall we move on to yes. the cemetery man then? If you don't want the dead coming back to life, why don't you just kill the living? <laughs> Smoking is not allowed in here! What are you playing on the floor, sister? He's playing. I tell him off, they wait. There's another maniac on the loose. He already shot three. Somebody's stolen my crimes. And so it was, we came to Cemetery Man, <laughs> a.k.a. Della Morte Della More, yes. of love and of death. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, this <laughs> concerns a caretaker of a cemetery and his roommate slash master companion assistant relationship slave, Nagi, Nagi who is yeah. this uh, very rotund, squat, strange... Yeah. Asperger's dude. I don't know He's what his back. story is. He's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they they are in care of the Balfour Cemetery, mm -hmm. and uh, he has discovered that a lot of bodies, after about a week of being in the ground, mm -hmm. come back to life. Yeah, and he's taken it as part of his job to blow out their brains and rebury them yes. as sort of part of his his daily routine. Yeah. Um, sort of break down the plot much beyond that. It gets a little difficult. Because this is based off of comic books, I do think that it's a very sort of episodic movie mm -hmm. that we're treated to here. This thing happens, and then the next day this thing happens, and the next day this thing happens. Uh, so it's kind of a hard thing to break down plot-wise. Mm -hmm. But basically, he's been the caretaker of the cemetery for a long time, and he's desperate to make a change in his life. Be that finding love or just 
escaping this world that he is in. It stars Rupert Everett. <laughs> K2. <laughs> Let me know what you thought of Cemetery Man. Uh, okay, well, first of all, um, as I stated to Larry before, I am surprised Rupert Everett ever got another acting gig <laughs> after this movie. Okay. This, in my opinion, was a horrible freaking movie. <laughs> um, again, just not my, not my genre. It's supposed to be a funny, funny zombie romp, which, uh, yeah, I don't like that. Okay. I like my series zombies. And uh, the fact that these zombies are so different. Like they they can talk and they can love and have sex and all that kind of stuff. That's crap. No. Yeah. There is a weird dream logic to this movie. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah. it's not accidental. And um, I do think there are elements that are meant to be funny. And I do think that True. there are elements that are meant to be horrific. Yeah. Um, and how it all sort of fits together. It's a buffet of a movie. You sort of take what you want and leave the rest. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it works. Um, there are things that I would warn people about before they came in, and I didn't warn you beforehand because I figured we'll just let K2 uh, <laughs> think what she thinks. Right. First of all, for me, uh, the fact that it's, it's an Italian production, but in order to get international rights, they would overdub a lot of the actors' voices. so they Very would, poorly, I might add. <laughs> they would play the roles in Italian, yep. and their voices would be ratcheted in, dubbed in, seemingly very sloppily, you're right. Extremely it's sloppily, It's like so yeah. much care is put into making this movie, but once it gets into the distribution, they're like, all right, throw in an English-language track just as undelicately exactly. as possible. Yeah. You know, I would rather watch this movie in subtitles, have Me it too. be an option. But, uh, I think I would have appreciated it much <clears> more. But uh, for Maybe. people who watch <laughs> Italian zombie movies, people mm -hmm. are kind of used to this thing. Or some of the old Argento movies, Dario yeah. Argento, much the same way. So people who are familiar with this world of movies sure. will probably know that coming in and will be sort of ready to take that. Mm -hmm. It can be a deal breaker to some people. Yeah. And the other thing that I would say, because it was almost a, an audience loser for me was some of the sex in the movie. <laughs> Particularly the first love scene with Rupert Everett and this woman, what happens on the grave of her husband. <laughs> um, who woke up dead and tried to rape her? Is that what happened? <laughs> um, what? Well, their, their tryst is interrupted when he erupts from the right, ground right. and attacks her. But yeah. So such a long story. Mm -hmm. but, um, the, the main character is sort of doing a lot of self-exploration, and I think in a way there's a, this is a weird, almost philosophical... Uh, almost meditative sort of study on the male psyche. Um, and how they like necrophilia. <laughs> well, she wasn't a zombie when he was having sex with her at that no, moment. No, nope, sure. Um, Yet. <laughs> I mean, we can get into it, but there's three basically romances, if you can call them that, yes. that he encounters in this movie. Yeah. And they're interestingly all played by the same actress. Mm -hmm. Now, is this because he sees all women to be the same, or is like his ideal supposed to be this woman? Why is that actress used? I have no idea. Uh, because she has gigantic boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but again, in Italian cinema, having some nudity in your yeah. films or having gigantic no boobs, that's a just that's par for the course. It I'm is. not mean we live carefully. That's just the way. To <laughs> True. Um, I'm not defending it necessarily no, no, either. It's just, no. especially with the Italian cinema, sex is part of the menu. Yeah. And uh, I'm not necessarily part of the group that 
we should, you know, hide our eyes from sex. And I no, always no, think no. it's funny when Bring I'm watching the sex. Yeah, when I'm <laughs> watching shows with my son, and, and, yeah. uh, and I don't watch Cemetery Man with my son or anything, yeah. but like uh, some teenage boy, you know, starts talking about how he likes a girl, and then the girl walks in the room. My son will run out of the room, like he's yeah. scared of it. Yeah. Violence bothers him way less than yeah. the idea of kissy face. You know? yeah. um, and I do think that there is a bit of truth in the perception that the European people are a lot more open to sexuality. Way more open. Than, we are quite repressed. Are. Yeah. And yes. I'm not about that. I no. say let's throw down the, get rid of this repression. Mm -hmm. I like sex. Sorry, that's where it is. Sure. I, I just do. And, and, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but that said, yeah. we are treated to a very graphic and not completely uh, set up sequence, sex sequence very yeah. early in the movie. And I got to tell you, the first time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, it's one of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see how that could sort of put somebody off course uh, for, for the rest of the movie. And I, part of me honestly worried that that would happen with you when you mm -hmm. watched this movie. Um, I think it's beautifully shot. I think some of sure. the camera shots are, are actually amazing. The top down when she throws the clump of dirt down on her husband's coffin. Yeah. Or the camera panning through the rings of the phone when uh, he goes to answer the phone. There's some yeah. really, like, obviously talented filmmakers here, and they are trying to do an examination, I think, either of male psyche or some sort of philosophical meditation on our purpose. And I think possibly something is lost in the translation. I think but a I lot is lost. I find the movie kind of fascinating. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, as far as the whole sex is concerned, and, and we can talk about examining the male psyche right. as well, and, and probably a very young male. Mm -hmm. um, part of the problem that I had with this was sex is good. Mm -hmm. Sure, absolutely. But when you have things attacking specific female body parts for apparently no reason, there was uh, some attacking of the boobs. And I believe there was a vagina attack as well. A vagina attack? A vagina I, attack. I know she, she did take a one bite down there. Uh, uh, Rupert Everett gets bitten as well by yeah. her separately, yeah. but uh, I'd have to rewatch. Yeah, I don't know more. exactly what that says, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, it, There's something really ugly about that. that it they was. Would specifically it was. Attack that. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the point? You had to have like a lot of points were lost for those specific scenes. Again, with with unnecessary. The, I think it's ridiculous violent. that they would be having sex on the gravesite. Like just sure. as a conceit, that Absolutely. is ridiculous. The thing to coming out of the ground and attacking died. her and yeah. making it personal by attacking her sexuality. Yeah. I guess I can sort yeah. of buy, but yeah, uh, I think the ugly sexuality, frankly, comes later in the, in the movie because as crazy it was that they chose to have sex there. Mm -hmm. I do agree that they were both attracted to each other and, sure. and, and into it. So different yeah. strokes for different folks. Sure. Later on, when he starts going crazy and becomes obsessed with finding yeah. uh, his new path or his new love, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's when it gets complex. And that's why I say we're all hung up on this first sex scene. This is really the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. We yeah. move on to another chapter. Yeah. Ooh, Nagi has a love affair with a severed head. Yes, he does. <laughs> Go Nagi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And again... Uh, it's not graphically explored. I don't want to scare anybody away from it, but no. uh, this is another element of the movie. It's this uh, Nagi, and again, he's not about the sex. He's yeah. clearly about the person, <laughs> right? He Absolutely loves her. Absolutely about the person, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, uh, In a way, Nagi is expressing what uh, what 
the cemetery man doesn't have. I mean, he sort of sees this woman on an altar that will fix his life because mm-hmm. he has a love in his life and both to figuratively worship. and yeah. actually, yes. The Whereas as Nagi is not so much about putting this up on a figure; it's just yeah. finding somebody to share his life with. Yes. <laughs> uh, as absurd as it is that it's a head that seems to be able to move around of its own accord. True, but I think Nagi has the better of it because he himself, given his mental mental faculties is you know that's the innocence of love in a disturbed form but I mean I think that type his expression of what he feels is a lot more innocent and nice than what Rupert Everett and you see him constantly dismissing Nagi as a buffoon. Absolutely. But in a way, Nagi has a better handle on things than way he does. Way better handle, yeah. And again, I think that's kind of clever. I know? do. I agree with that. Uh, that uh, is a clever move. Uh, yeah. uh, um, and the fact that Nagi doesn't say a line of dialogue until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting excursion in this movie, and again, I'm just grabbing random pieces of the movie, but yeah. Death shows up. The Grim yes. Reaper himself. <laughs> That and I does. think in a very beautifully realized scene, mm-hmm. uh, sweeping leaves and burning uh, newspaper clippings that sort of conjure themselves mm-hmm. into this visage of death, mm-hmm. who scolds the graveyard keeper saying, stop killing the dead, the dead are mine. If you want to kill yeah. somebody, kill go the kill living. the living. Yeah. And as to whether or not this death was real or just in his head, we mm-hmm. don't know. We kind of have to sort of put this together ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it, again, I don't think like it sounds random and sort of David Lynchian. I do think all the scenes are connected. I believe they are of a world and I believe they are sort of pointing us in the same direction. Mm-hmm. I think that, like I said, something's lost in the translation. I'm not getting all of it, but I'm getting enough of it that I really do find the movie kind of fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you, uh, read more into the movie than I could. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I just had a lot of problems with this movie. It's again, not my type of movie. And I mean, there was a, a lot of really offensive actions towards women in this movie, is what I felt. Mm-hmm. But again, this is kind of what makes this a good conversation. Yeah. You know, me being female, you being male, so... Well, and again, there is definitely that. The yeah. third she that he encounters, I think, yeah. is the one that's the most offensive. Mm-hmm. I was not offended by necessarily, other than the stupidity plot-wise of them having sex on a grave, which yeah. this is like, ah, oh, that's Kinda sexy. Icky. Yeah. My <laughs> yeah. husband was buried here two days ago, yeah. but that's where I want to have sex with you. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I didn't buy that. But the third woman who's associated with the mayor, who uh, basically first talks him into... Uh, getting a vasectomy or, or mm-hmm. uh, basically <laughs> destroying his sexual equipment because she's not about sex. Yeah. So he does this so he mm-hmm. can be with her. And then she comes back and says, oh, actually, no, I've since been raped and now I like sex. Yeah. That to me is just like, and again, when I hear that line, I'm like, is that really the line or did we, I would love is there to some sort that of that translation because actually, uh, I didn't like, uh, and again, and of course, his reaction is to go on a psychotic rampage, you know, because every time he tries to achieve love, it blows up in his face and makes things worse. Yeah. And his only way to deal with it is to express violence. Yeah. And again, that sort of goes into the male psychological angle of the movie. Which is extremely unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like, if that if that is actually part of the male psyche and excluded, you, of course. Well, no, I'm, I'm just... But I mean... It's explored. I mean, I'm not saying that every man is guilty of it, but I'm saying that nope. there is something to it that is... Even recently in the news that 
and I can't remember his name right now, but that guy who said that that men raping Women little girls natural. is natural. Yes. Like, At least what he's the not fuck? raping a Are man. That me? would be completely weird. Yeah. If you're raping women, well, okay. That's, yeah, part of why. And I mean, also part of the fact that, you know, she's dead. She's, she's a zombie. And, you know, that goes to the whole women as objects. Yeah. Again, I think uh, I interpret that zombie scene differently than you yeah. do. Uh, the, when she comes back to life, basically she gets bit by her, her zombie husband. Mm-hmm. He takes her to the ossuary and he yeah. shoots her because he believes that she is dead. Yeah. What happens, though, is that he doesn't actually... She, she wasn't Ooh, actually right, dead right. when yeah. that happened. And then uh, He killed her when that happened. Yeah. And because it didn't actually get her brain, mm-hmm. she then came back as a zombie and attacked him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he saw her, he wasn't expecting her. And that's why he reacted so big, because he realized when he killed her that time, she was actually not yeah. a zombie. Yeah. He shot her when she was alive. Yeah. And that's why he basically allows himself to be bitten by her at that sure. point. Because it's on a, anyway. <laughs> Again, yeah. there's a lot going on in the movie. There is. Uh, there is. And, yeah. and uh, I do want to just talk briefly about the very ending of the movie because I, I, again, I didn't know how to take the movie. Didn't know how to take the movie, and it was getting crazier and crazier. We get a spree killing that his mm-hmm. his friend ends up taking the rap for, and finally he can't take it anymore, and he just wants to flee this place. Yeah. This madness. Yeah. And he and Nagi get in a car and they drive mm-hmm. basically to the end of the world. Yeah. The road drops off, and there's nothing left behind. And after like a car, brief car accident, Nagi is wounded and yeah. uh, looks at his master because they do seem to have this weird sort of master slaver master pet relationship, and says, yeah. "I want to go home now." Yeah. And they get in the car and they drive back to the cemetery. Yeah. I found it weirdly profound. I can't even explain to you why, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I can I can see how you would have that take. I I mean, I think that was probably one of the better parts of the movie for me. Yeah. Anyway, for in, in terms of thinker pieces, yeah. it, it was kind of profound. Like, you know, whatever it is, home is home. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Cemetery Man, Della Morte, Della More, of <laughs> yeah. love and of death. Yeah. Uh, I think we can be agreed. It's interesting. Yes. I think it's interesting good. You think it's interesting bad. Yes. That's okay. (laughs) You can't agree on everything. It's true. This is Flight Engineer, Lieutenant Brian Murphy sole survivor of military evacuation flight Lima, November 260. Our orders are to be at the roadblocks to stop the spread by shooting the infected. But I left to find my son. Are you bitten? No, I'm okay. Okay, so now we're going to go over to Africa. Yes. Um, for a film directed by the Ford brothers called The Dead. Um, interestingly to note, uh, there's a sequel to this movie that hopefully we'll be mm. seeing on video or 
soon. Yes. Um, and it's basically a similar idea, but it's set in India instead of in Africa. Um, we have basically a, a military fellow, he's working with the National Guard or some sort of relief agency, um, whose plane goes down, and he comes out of it seemingly the sole survivor. Yeah. And basically the movie is like a road odyssey as he sort of travels these landscapes in Africa populated by these slow-moving Romero-style zombies, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. Yes. Uh, that was a good aspect of this movie. He's a, he's an engineer, and he wants to find a vehicle that he can fix or fly and get mm -hmm. the hell home, as anyone would. Yeah. He encounters a, uh, an AWOL soldier from the African Guard. Mm-hmm who has run from his squad in order to find his son. His village had been raided by the zombies, his wife had died, but his son was missing and he was hoping to catch up with him. Mm -hmm. um, these two guys sort of find each other and attempt to survive this horrible plague. Yeah. Again, that's basically the plot. It's a fairly simple survival story. Yeah, and, uh, very much. In a way, I say that as a plus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the situation is dire. Live through it. And uh, for me, it does a really good job of bringing back the slow zombies. Yes, it does. I was talking about earlier how if you stay in one place for too long, the danger just creeps in. And they do that so well here. They do. The, the, the car gets jammed in a pothole, and the longer it takes for them to get out of that pothole, the more that danger gets closer and closer, you know? Yeah. Uh, anywhere, anytime they stop anywhere for too long, they just, these people start crawling out of the woods yes and uh it makes the slow zombies scary again so if for no other reason i'm a fan of the dead for that mm -hmm. um what did you think of the dead i was happily surprised by this movie okay. um i'd never heard of it before but watching it it is a fantastic movie i agree absolutely about the slow moving zombies in this case uh i think they did a really good job especially you know, once the zombies get fairly close, then they kind of lunge at you. Yeah. That is awesome. That is a really good thing. And I, what I liked about this movie as compared to something like The Horde, um, this was a really good example of opposite sides cooperating and collaborating to survive, yeah. which I think has to happen in order to survive. Sooner or later, survival should trump any rivalry or, Absolutely. or, or animosity. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the zombies looked freaking cool in this. They really did. They really do. They got, like, ice eyeballs, icy eyeballs. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only thing that is a little bit rocky to me, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be too mean about it, um, I think that the performances... Of the lead actor? Of the lead actor. Was horrible? Horrible One of the actors. The, One of the actors. Yeah, our main character, the National Guard uh, gentleman. Uh, Rob Freeman. Yeah. I don't think he's wall-to-wall -wall horrible. I think that he's good in some scenes and weaker in others. There are prolonged sequences through the movie where he actually doesn't speak, where he's just basically in survival mode trying to get through it. Which guy? The American guy? The American guy. Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah. Again, again I think horrible's overstating it. <laughs> okay, sure, just, uh, sure. <laughs> I think that he's a new actor, and I think that he does better with sort of the physicality of the role. It's yeah. sort of making me believe that he's 
on his last tether surviving the situation. Yeah. Uh, some of the dialogue is where it gets a little bit rockier for me. Yeah, quite. Um, the other guy, uh, Prince David. Yeah, I think he did a fine job. He was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I liked uh, him a lot. You really felt the weight of the situation yeah. for him. Yeah. Not just the fact that his son was missing and that his wife had died, yeah. but that he was seeing his entire... Yeah. world basically disintegrate yeah absolutely and, and he still kept his composure which i think you know has a lot to do with probably his training and the fact that he is in whatever guard yeah 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 i really yeah i quite liked it and the reason i don't like the main guy the the american guy is um and i can't get too far into this because um, other friends listening to this will probably know who I'm talking about. Okay. But he reminds me of somebody I find somewhat repugnant. Okay. So, yeah. So some of this might be a little personal. Absolutely baggage. personal. <laughs> totally Fair personal. Those yeah. things will happen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yes, the other guy was fantastic. Yeah. We all have our personal things. It's yeah. sort of like with me and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> oh, if Emilio Estevez is in a movie, yeah. it's minus half a percentage point just for his presence. That's like me and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I freaking hate him. <laughs> Who might be winning an Oscar. As yeah, we speak that's, that's crap. This is Oscar night. That's crap. For Matthew 12 Years a Slave should win. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, we're talking about the dead. Yeah. We've got a little sidetrack there. <laughs> the dead. <laughs> um, I think the reason these two guys bond, other than the fact that they're in a survival position, he basically agrees to uh, drive this guy uh, to a mm -hmm. military base yeah. in exchange for getting his vehicle once he gets there. That's the original proposition yeah. that sort of sets them together. But they are both very good at surviving, and they're yeah. both very good at watching each other's backs. Yeah. And this is largely accomplished wordlessly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I give Freeman a pass. I think where some of the dialogue scenes, you're right. You can tell he's a new actor. Yeah. And that, that uh, you know, some scenes work better than others. Mm -hmm. But a lot of what is accomplished with, with that relationship is done silently. It is done through the action and the, and the visuals yeah. of the movie. And uh, again, it is the visuals of the movie that I think make it sort of a distinct zombie movie. I've never really seen a movie sort of set in this landscape. Absolutely or not. Or a zombie no. movie set in this landscape. Yeah, no, it was fantastic landscape. And I think... Just, especially when you get to, like, the deserty portions, it's, like, just the desolation yeah. speaks to what they must be feeling, like. Well, and some of these places are hard enough to survive, just the environment themselves. For sure, absolutely. Add zombies to it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but in some of these places, if you go, you know, more than 12 hours without water, you're going to be immobile soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just basic survival is a chore, let alone... Trying to find your missing son is a needle in a in a zombie filled haystack. You bet, <laughs> you bet, yeah. Um, and hmm. sort of the crazy, almost hopeless mission that this uh, engineer is on to find a plane to fly him to America, yeah, uh, to get to back to where his people are, um, like. His his journey is so epic compared to, you know, the other, but uh, yeah. they're all both kind of equally dire and, dare I say, kind of hopeless. Kind <laughs> of hopeless. I mean, I did really, I think I empathized more with with Sergeant Daniel mm -hmm. um, than... The guy looking for his son. Yeah, the guy looking for his son, just because, I mean, he was face-to-face -face with what was happening to, to his to his friends and his family and his loved ones, yeah. you know, and when he, he had to kill his, his grandma or uh, a village elder. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Like that was, that was pretty horrific. Whereas the American guy, he doesn't know. This is all survival. You know, it's here. all survival. But I mean, yeah, it's like 
face to face with all of these horrors, especially on your home front, whereas the American guy, he still has hope yeah. that his his family is okay, you know, and that everybody yeah, he knows are fine. Yeah, it's not going well here, but we're in the third world here. You know, this this place was a, was a hair away from chaos before the outbreak, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. sort of that uh, American perspective on it. Uh, I, although I, I don't dislike his character, but no. I just don't think... He has the same investment with the people that he has to get down. Absolutely and, not. And that's just Absolutely not. the way it would be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's also interesting once we get to the end of the movie, um, the mixed ending that we are we are given. Um, mm-hmm. Is, I kind of liked it. I, I like it, but it's it, it's a simultaneously happy sad ending. It that is. We are given it is. Yeah. Because the. Daniel falls. The the man who's on a quest to find his son ends up getting bit. Yeah, and uh, which was sad. Was sad. I liked him. Want to see him go. Yeah. Um, and uh, he hands this this bracelet or necklace. The necklace. To, necklace yeah. to uh, to the American and saying, "If you find my son, please give him this." Yeah. And he does make it to the relief station, mm-hmm. and he is standing there, but. It is surrounded by zombies, and the walls are crumbling, and it's a matter of time before it all goes to hell. They're being attacked, everyone around them, yeah. just as the walls are caving in that this little boy walks up to him and reaches for the necklace. Yeah. So the little boy knows that his dad didn't forget about him, that his dad did try to find him. Yes. And he knew that. Yeah. Just in time to be eaten by zombies himself. (laughs) Yeah. Sad. Uh, no punches pulled there. No, no. <laughs> uh, that's a bitter little pill, but, um, uh, I don't know, it works with the world of the movie that we were given here, and, mm-hmm. um, although it is sad, again, it's another bummer ending. Yeah. Half of these movies that we watched, pretty much everybody came out... Yeah. ...dead. Pretty much, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh... I mean, it was a sad ending, but it also felt right. It's a weird sort of counterbalance to me. Like, I didn't want him to die. I didn't want that little boy to die. But if a helicopter suddenly dropped cables down and flew them off into the sunset, it just wouldn't have felt like the movie I had been watching. No, I mean, let's face it, honestly, how long will humanity survive in a zombie apocalypse? Really? Depends on the zombie apocalypse, but... Uh, True. <laughs> like I say, if it's a basic Romero slow-moving yep. zombie apocalypse, count on about half to two-thirds of the population being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if maybe, it's the fast, yeah. crazy, uh, unkillable return of the living dead zombies, count on everybody being dead within a month. Sure. <laughs> sure. And I mean, like, the ending, it's kind of... Death is inevitable. Yeah. Nobody can run from it. Like I say, in most zombie movies, if you're if you're alive, you're winning. The game sure. is to stay alive as long as possible. Yeah. Um, and I guess you can say he did that. He stayed alive as long as, as he long possibly as possible. could. Yeah. And he did at least complete the errand of, of, of... I mean, that little boy wasn't reunited with his father, but he at least knew that his dad exactly. had been looking for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So sad. Very, very sad. <laughs> but yes, all in all, really big thumbs up for these for this movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was very pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah. So well, yeah. I'm glad you watched it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
this six zombie movies reviewed, uh, so we now come to the ranking part of the equation yes, we here. Do. And as I mentioned several times, you are my rank and review champion. Uh -huh, you uh -huh. are the world champion rank and review. That's right. That's right. So uh, I'm, I'm defeated. <laughs> I'm very interested to see. Yes. How we rank today. Um, I think we will differ. I think we today. will probably differ, yeah. but that's okay. And until somebody else yeah. wins the prize, as far as I'm concerned, you are still reigning champion. The champion. <laughs> so. Excellent. I am the reigning mushroom. What was your least favorite of these movies and why? Uh... Least favorite, I would have to say it was Dead Alive. Oh, wow. Actually. That surprises me. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, only because, I mean, it was so ridiculous. And like I said, the puppet thing <laughs> kind of came <laughs> Personal, into play on yeah. this one. I have issues with puppets. So I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't really care for it. It was really, really not my kind of movie. Fair enough. Yeah. That's all I have to say on that one. All right. <laughs> uh, number five. <laughs> number five. Uh, Cemetery Man. Okay. I will give it that. Um, I agree with you on some points that maybe, maybe, there might have been a little more depth than I gave it credit for. Um, but I found it, for the most part, to be exceedingly offensive and really degrading to women and as a woman i don't really like that um yeah that's all okay yeah enough next up um i would say the horde is next uh again it was gory and i really truly believe that the fact that she lost all of her humanity and there was no there was no humanity left at the end of this film bothered me right uh i think they're to survive in something like this, humans would have to band together. And to wipe that compassion out of the movie entirely, I think, was a bad mistake. Yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, next up, so third, uh, I gave it to... And I was torn on this one, but I will give it to Night of the Living Dead. Wow. Um, really, really liked this movie. Um, like I said, I had a really hard time. This was either going to be number two or number three. Right. Um, but yes, the order in my hand says it's number three. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, really good commentary, social commentary, very apt. Yeah. Uh, still stands the test of time. Shockingly relevant. Absolutely relevant. Yeah. I think it's a really good, it speaks to human nature really really well yeah. and I love the fact that he rewrote that character <laughs> in the new one because uh, I think it was necessary yes you know yeah but I don't know if women were like this back then I was not alive <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, again I took it as just the idea of not necessarily a woman, but somebody just mm -hmm. full-on panicking. You don't see that very often in a movie. Now, you, you could make true. the argument that when you do see it in a movie, it tends to be a woman, and I will agree yeah. with you there, but I do think it is a completely legitimate response to this Absolutely. scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But, and also the fact that you said that he agreed. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, okay, so next up, um, I put The Dead next. Wow. Because I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I, I loved the zombies. I loved the fact that they bonded in a in a time 
when bonding was necessary for the survival. Yeah. I liked that. And I liked that uh, the American guy followed through in the end in trying to find... I don't know if he just happened upon it the It was son. kind of luck that it happened, but he, yeah. he kept the necklace. He like, kept he, the necklace, he, he exactly. He was trying. You, you get the idea he was trying. Yeah, yeah. Potential well, or supposed enemies yeah. coming together. And I think that has to happen. And... My favorite movie of all time. I don't know if I'd go that far. But one of my favorite movies of all time. I've probably seen this movie like at least 20 times and that's not even stretching it. Right. Every time it's on TV, I watch it and I own it. Yeah. Um, 28 Days Later. Well put. Fantastic movie. Well, that's a good list, Kate, yes. too. You want to hear something I think that's going to be interesting about our list? <laughs> I think we've only lined up in one place. Really? It's true. Was it's it, true. is it 28 Days Later? It is 28 Days Yay! Later. A little, bit <laughs> of, <laughs> a little bit of spoilers to that, but uh, that's that's where I ended up with Okay, it. okay. Um, but I'll go through these. Um, okay. You're still you're still a champion. I'm and still, I'm still a champion. I'm still thrilled that we did zombies <laughs> together, but uh, uh, no, it's a very different list. Interesting to note, the last mm-hmm. time I did zombies, it was with your brother Ryan. Yes, yeah. And we also managed in that one, and that's, I'm, I'm almost thinking that there should be a prize for this. Yeah. Because we did not match at all. Really? At no point did we match at all. Huh. Like, we completely, completely different lists. Yeah. Um, but we all sort of agreed that we liked all the movies for the most part. Right. I'm guessing you didn't like all of the movies for the most part. But, no. But uh, yeah. you're not mad at me like you were I'm not. for Bug. <laughs> no, I was angry at you for a really long time for I, I inflicting it. Bug on me. <laughs> but. Uh, so for me, at number six is The Horde. Okay. Um, Great production values, and again, sure. I encourage people to watch it. I'm liking all of these movies, yeah. uh, so this is not a negative review. Okay. Again, like we had talked about, I think that it's a problem that there's really nobody to hang your hat on as far as who do I relate to, who do I cheer for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think having just that might have put this a little bit higher on the list. But, okay. uh, a good slam-bam action zombie picture, it was and a good if, you look into, if you're looking to kill 90 minutes, you can do a lot worse. Um, so there it is. Uh, number five, I put The Dead. Uh-huh. And I think The Dead would rank higher. I do yeah. think the central performance is a little bit rocky. Um, yes. And, but what I do love is they brought slow zombies back. They do. They made slow zombies scary in a way that, that, that few... I don't think anybody mm, has. Yeah. Few yeah. new movies have done. And they yeah. just they stopped trying. You know, now they run. Or yeah. they have tentacles. Or they, you know... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you, these guys are very much Romero rules. They're not trying to eat your brains. They're just trying to eat you. They're slow moving, um, yeah. but they're everywhere. Just, everywhere. Um, and they look freaking wicked. Yeah. And a great landscapes, too. Yeah. Again, we haven't really seen a, a zombie movie like that. No. So big points for that. Uh, it's a slower moving number than The Horde, but uh, it, it has a, a little bit more of an emotional punch to it. Okay. Quite a bit more. So the number four is where I bring the batshit crazy dead alive. Boo hiss. <laughs> um, again, I'm just saying that this movie is what it is. And uh, sure. uh, again, for the fact that this was made for $5 or like almost, almost no money, yeah. uh, there's a lot of, a lot of ingenuity. Hmm. Uh, is it put into the purpose of, you know, just madness and depravity? Well, yes, but I do think that there's room for madness and depravity. Um, sure. And this is a different kind of zombie movie than the other ones. So Very different, like the, yeah. You're not going to come away thinking about this. This is not a meditative piece. This is a, like, uh, 
I wonder how much blood was on set when they shot that sequence because yes. uh, it looks like people were in danger of drowning. Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, it is unique. Uh, you're not going to see a zombie movie like it. True. And uh, like I say, it's a it's a look into Peter Jackson before he kind of reined it in a little. And yeah. uh, it's an interesting movie for that. So ranking all the way at number three, all the way at number three, <laughs> Della Morte, Della More. Uh, there's stuff you got to take on the chin with this movie. Like I said, there's yeah. weird dubbing and weird. there's uh, a percentage of sort of unpleasant sexuality to the movie. And I'm not mm -hmm. going to say that there isn't, but I will say that I think it's beautifully made. Uh, I think that there's amazing visual elements to it and that sure. it's uh, just a cauldron of ideas. There's all sorts of stuff that you can sort of chew on in this movie and uh, trying to figure it out is sort of what uh, makes it sort of fascinating to me. Um, it's not like a David Lynch movie in where I think each scene is random and is unrelated to the other. I feel like there's a puzzle that I could solve here, and I keep on going back to it and trying to solve it. <laughs> so uh, it ranked all the way at number three. That's good so, for you. I will never watch that again. <laughs> I really thought that was going to be at the bottom for you, so I was surprised it, it, that, that Dead Alive actually eclipsed it. But, it's uh, the puppets. Um, for me, this is controversial, but mm -hmm. uh, I gotta be honest, as far as my Desert Island zombie movie, if I could only pick one of these six movies, uh, ugh, it's tough. Really? So, my Desert Island zombie movie would be 28 Days Later, which means that number two would then mm -hmm. have to be Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, that said, I think that this is a classic movie, and that it is a classic movie for a reason. It and is. that if you are into zombie movies, you have to watch it. You should. You have to watch it. Yeah. You're not a zombie fan if you haven't seen Night of the Living Dead. It's true. It's true. Uh, it's, it's the template. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a high watermark to, to break. And it seems like it should be the no-brainer number one. Mm -hmm. It would be like making Jaws number two in my shark category, which I didn't do. But like, <laughs> it just seems like Night of the Living Dead should have been number one. But I have to go number two with it yeah. uh, because Danny Boyle <laughs> and his digital Danny camera Boyle. work... Uh, introducing the word to world to Cillian Murphy, who I think did yeah. an amazing performance. We Absolutely kind of, we amazing. didn't really talk a lot about the acting in the movie, but I yeah. thought everybody uniformly was fantastic. Fantastic. The story was compelling uh, and familiar at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of survivors sort of surviving a zombie landscape, which we'd seen a lot. Yeah. But it uh, did it in a new, fresh way. Yeah. And I do think 28 Days Later is the movie that is responsible for the zombie renaissance. I agree. I've completely. always, always loved zombie movies. Yeah. And when I first got into them, I was in like high school. And I was like, there was maybe a, a zombie movie every two or three years. Yeah. We'd find a movie like Cemetery Man and we would have to make a meal out of it. Because mm. who knows when we're going to find another zombie movie. Yeah. And Cemetery Man is not an egg, like... According a to the rule movie? book, zombie movie. Well, it's not like an, a, a global apocalypse. It's no. not like a. No. It, there's zombies in the movie, but the, yeah. it's it, it's about more than just that. It's like purgatory. <laughs> yeah, it's it almost yeah. like a study of a, a man in purgatory, sort of yeah. forced to look at himself in the mirror and see all his ugly crevices, or I don't know. Again, yeah. um, but Twenty Eight Days Later is number one with a bullet, um, yeah. and uh, it's it's an amazingly made movie yes um, it's beautiful beautifully filmed too yeah like 
uh, I was already a Danny Boyle fan at this point. I loved Shallow Grave. I liked Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as big on a, a Life Less Ordinary, but I did think that it was entertaining, you know, in, in its own sort of superficial way. Um, but I remember coming out of this theater and I felt like my knees were wobbly. Like, <laughs> out of the yeah. theater, I was just like, that was an utterly thrilling zombie movie. And as a person who has watched a lot of zombie movies, uh, that says a lot. That, that, that does say yeah. a lot. And after this, because like I say, uh, they did the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead with the fast zombies. Yeah. And uh, then Sarah they finally Polly. got, yeah, and then they Sarah got Polly. finally got Romero to make a big budget zombie movie with Land of the Dead. And then yeah. now it seems like there every are, couple months yeah. there's a, n- another zombie movie. And it's. And the Walking Dead is also helping quite The Walking Dead a on bit. TV. We've got yeah. like a, a zombie renaissance, and I keep on thinking yeah. it's over, but it just keeps on going. It keeps it on going. And. Danny Boyle is a big part of the reason. Uh, I don't know if he would like he would you know be complimented by that because a lot of these zombie movies coming out are kind of shitty, but yeah. uh, it, it it started a tide of zombie movies, and for that I am forever grateful to it. Yes, <laughs> uh, number one. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. I agree absolutely. Twenty eight days later, because and on the whole, like the Renaissance thing. This movie is actually thought-provoking. Absolutely. As well, which I cannot say about almost every other zombie movie in this bunch. Well, I, With I, the exception of Night of the, Night the Living, Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, I would definitely yeah. argue that point. But yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. And it's interesting that they're, they're one and two on our lists, mm-hmm. respectively. We both agree on those two. Or no, no, actually, you, no. Put, you put Night of the Living Dead at three. I did, Sorry. I did. Well, I think it was number two, but uh, because they gave me the most to chew over and they delivered the goods yeah. as a zombie horror mm-hmm. movie. So uh, accomplishing one of those two things is good. Getting both of them at the same time. Difficult. Well played. Yeah. Very nice. Then it was time for the Jerry Awards. Jerry, and this is the 21st Jerry. episode of yep. Rank and Review. Yes. 21 episodes. I'm feeling all grown up. Congratulations. <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, we have four categories with which to give out. Uh, we have gross out, performance, death, and what the fuck moment. Do you yep. have a preference on where you want to start there? Let's go in order. All right. For gross out. Gross out. In the dead, uh, our main character Rob Freenan gets a bunch of brains in his face. Uh, yes. A zombie gets shot in front of him, and he just wears all of this guck right in his face. It's, yep. Yeah, that's pretty gross. <laughs> uh, the much discussed ear in the pudding sequence in Dead Alive. Also, basically, entire large swaths of Dead Alive could be included pretty in much gross all of it. They seem to be just jumping up and down on your gag reflex for the yep. entire movie. Quite. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say the zombie feast sequence in the original Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Uh, I think when you, uh, especially in, you know, 67 or whatever, when you when you went into the theater and you saw Night of the Living Dead, actually mm-hmm. seeing people rend meat off of bones pretty <laughs> was disturbing. probably pretty disturbing. <laughs> especially to those sensitive eyeballs. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you noticed, one of them actually eats a mouse in one oh, scene. Oh, I didn't notice. Yucky. Interesting. Uh, uh, um, and uh, then I just called the zombies plus sex plus violence theme in uh, in De- Della Morte, Della More. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. We've talked about this before, but 
sex and zombie movies just don't seem to marry well. They don't. In a survival situation, I mean, I guess you want to repopulate the world, but they, everybody seems to be, like, covered in, in, in gore and dirt and grime and yeah. so preoccupied with the fact that everybody that they know when loved has died and that yeah. their death is imminent at any moment to, you know, really feel like hitting on any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then again, why not? You're going to die anyway. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I certainly would understand that perspective. <laughs> Although the recent uh, uh, what cow fuckers <laughs> that were caught, bad. I don't think anyone. I didn't hear about the Ooh, cow fuckers. Yeah, two guys were filmed having trying to have sex with cows. <laughs> Finland, maybe. Oh. I, I'm least I'm proud to hear that it's not a local story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Who knows what they do in Finland? Anyway, uh, of those, well, we can add that one. Of yeah. these five gross-out <laughs> moments, uh, Finnish people fucking cows, right, right. Uh, zombie sex, zombie feast, mm-hmm. ear in the pudding, or brains in the face. Um, on that one, hands down, absolutely ear in pudding. Hey. Because that one gives me an actual physical shudder. <laughs> When I think about it, and even just talking about it right now, I'm just like, ugh, just gross. That is disgusting. It was nasty. Well, yeah. uh, Dead Alive is one of Jerry Award, your least favorite of yes, these movies. It's an award-winning film, though. Not um, necessarily a positive thing <laughs> there, but... For best performance, um, I want to say Cillian Murphy for 28 Days Later. I don't know if this is his very first movie, but it's definitely the first time I saw him. Me too. And Me too. Uh, he carries the movie, and I think he does mm-hmm. a really good job. You believe, you know, the stakes of the scenario. Uh, yeah. You know, and he has that heartbreaking scene where he finally makes it home and finds out finds that his, his parents have, have committed suicide. Yeah. And with that picture of him as a little yeah, boy, they, sad. There's two dead bodies laying in the on a bed with a picture of their son who they have left for dead in a hospital. Yeah. And, just, and his reaction to it right away there is like, hmm. uh, even if this movie goes south for the rest of it, mm-hmm. you are a good actor. And Absolutely. That was good, <laughs> so, Cillian Murphy for 20 Days Later. I wanted to mention Dwayne Jones, the lead in Night of the Living Dead. Uh, one of the other interesting things, and what I will give Romero a lot of credit to, is that the casting of Dwayne Jones, they didn't cast him because he was a black actor. Mm-hmm. They cast yeah. him because he was the best actor. He was a good knew. actor. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he, he was, you know, black may, gave the movie maybe a little bit more weight and a little bit more social commentary than it might have otherwise obviously had, but... Uh, I think he did a really good Perhaps job. Perhaps unknowingly. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really good job. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Agreed. I did nominate him. Uh, Timothy Baum, <laughs> he is the lead in Dead Alive, and uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to star in that movie. There's sequences, when, especially the lawnmower sequence, where it really does seem like he's gasping for air <laughs> <laughs> because of the sheet of blood that is being spilled over his face and the amount of. Uh, you know, real prosthetic special effects he was dealing with. Uh, there's no CG in this movie. You know, this is all real deal yeah. special effects. So, And last but not least for the performance category, um, Prince Daniel Osai, I believe, if I'm saying that name correct. Uh, he played one of the leads in The Dead, mm-hmm. the father looking to reunite with his son. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the trauma is just right in his face and his eyes. It's a good performance, but you can really, you really feel like this is somebody who's lived through some, some hell. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. It, it's, it, it all just comes out uh, really well, well done. So, um, of those, 
four names. Do you have a pick for best actor? See, that's a really that's a really hard one. Yeah. Uh, again, Twenty Eight Days Later, my favorite. Loved the acting from everybody. Yeah. In that movie, uh, Prince Daniel. He did convey some really great emotion yeah. in his expressions. Um, ben, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Again, fantastic, especially for the time and the fact that they didn't have a lot of CG and they didn't have a lot of actual uh, zombie person mm-hmm. interaction. Ben. All right. <laughs> Done. Dwayne Jones for Night Dwayne of the Living Dead. I'm not going to fight that one at all. Yeah. Um, I've got lots of nominations for the best death category because there's a lot of death being there dealt in There is a lot of death. <laughs> yeah, quite. Um, and I've got two nominations for 28 Days Later. Um, the first being Brendan Gleeson, the father figure uh, who gets a droplet of right. infected blood in his eye and ends up being gunned down by the military blokes. Right. Uh, it's just a heartbreaking moment. And it is that moment in the movie where it's the two halves of the movie sort of split. Yeah. Uh, there's the, This part of the movie is over and now we're entering the next. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I said, little part of my heart broke when <laughs> you went down, even though you knew and it was better. Speaking of Ben from Night of the Living Dead, and one of the biggest fuck you audience moments (laughs) in film history, Ben, after surviving the horrendous Night of the Living Dead, Mm -hmm. crawls out of the basement, which he had been so dead set against living in or or boxing himself in, and peeks out the window, only to be gunned down by a bunch of guys who are coming and cleaning out zombies, shooting first, asking questions later. Pointless Uh, death And another one for the fire. The credits roll as Ben's body is being dragged with a hook to a bonfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking Hmm. ouch, you Hmm. know. (laughs) Again, I I would just love to have been in a theater when this was first airing (laughs) to see the faces of the people when they came out. Um... The car top shootout, I'm calling it, in The Horde, where one of the police uh, members who's been bit decides to distract the horde of zombies in a parking lot, Mm -hmm. and he stands up on top of this uh, parked car and basically fends off the wave for as long as he can, which is a surprisingly long time. It is surprising. He does well. Yes. They don't have a very good reach. But, uh, you know, it's one of those good heroic deaths that you tend to see a lot in zombie movies. Some person bravely sacrificing themselves for the group. That's right. Um, and again, I'm going to uh, mention uh, Prince David Osai uh, Daniel from The Dead. Yeah. Um, he gets bit. Uh, he does get to have his little soliloquy before he dies yeah. and uh, hand over the necklace. But uh, you really feel you really feel the weight of that loss in the movie. You know? Yeah. Uh, and the better actor of the two would die. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Again, I feel like I've been really mean to that Freeman guy. And I do think that he's good enough. But uh, I think that, you know, if we had a really much str- a stronger actor in that role, it would have bumped it up even, even higher. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I have the Lawnmower Massacre. In uh, in Dead Alive, yeah. with Timothy Baum cutting a swath through the zombies in his house with the lawnmower, uh, really spectacular stuff. And then, last but not least, I have Revenge in the Rain from Twenty Eight Days Later, when Cillian right. Murphy lures the military guys out to the guard post and takes on, I believe, four armed military guys with nothing but a sharp piece of metal. It's true. Uh, so that's a, that's a lot a lot of nominations there, but who's going to win it for best death? This is hard. I think uh, 
I might actually split it. Okay, Ty? <laughs> um, just for sheer volume, <laughs> the lawnmower. <laughs> Getting dead like winning another cherry. You know, <laughs> yeah, that is, like, he took out so many zombies, <laughs> and it was so bloody, and like you said, the actor, like, having to stand on body parts, body parts in order to keep standing <laughs> without slipping in, like, the inches and inches... Or we're in Canada, centimeters and centimeters <laughs> of blood yeah. on the floor. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and for feeling, for... Uh, it, the one that hit me the most was the dad in Daniel. 28 Days Later. Oh, the dad, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. yeah, Brendan Gleeson. One, because he was so fiercely protective of his daughter right up until the end. Yeah. Even to the point where he had to physically push her away. From him. From him. Yeah. You know, that was quite dramatic. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'm not going to argue about those. I got to say that part of me is pleased that you've given two Terry Awards to Dead (laughs) Alive. I think you might have liked that movie more than you (laughs) really do admit. I think I may be a little bit in denial. (laughs) It was disgusting and repellent. It was memorable. It (laughs) It was memorable. I will give it that. Yeah. Yeah, it sticks with you. Unlike The Horde, which I didn't find very memorable, but, you know, still. Meh. One more Jerry Award to give up with, and then I and then I will I will let you go. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for My coming pleasure. back. My pleasure. And uh, enjoyable. I, I know that we're going to do at least one more because yeah. I've given you six more movies, which is three. That's right. Yay. Yep. Um, for the Jerry Award for what the fuck moment? Ugh. I have the French policewoman killing the gangster at the end of the Horde. They'd been working together. Her life had been saved many times over. They're finally away yeah. from danger. And so she does the wrong thing. Absolutely. And executes the guy. Very disappointing <laughs> for humanity right there. I was really... Uh, I mean, I'll give them this. I was surprised by that ending. I was I well. really thought that she was going to maybe, like, bring the gun up and think to shoot him, but not do it. But mm. she, she fucking kills the guy. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, the sequence, uh, and really the whole movie could be called a what the fuck moment, but in Cemetery Man, there's a sequence where a woman is being eaten by her zombie boyfriend, and she gives yeah. the line, I can be eaten by whomever I want. Yes. <laughs> That's when I knew I was really watching something that was off its rocker. High class. <laughs> High class action right there. Yeah. Um, from Dead Alive, if you want to give Dead Alive its third Jerry Award <laughs> of the night, uh, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> There's a, oh, a sequence where that's a priest good. all of a sudden out of nowhere has mad ninja skills. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere that sort of has a very sudden shocking death. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they keep throwing stuff at you with Dead Alive. You can say what that's you will. True. It is not boring. No. Um, and again, speaking of Dead Alive, the mother zombie. Um, we didn't really get into the Freudian aspects of some of super, the... Super, <laughs> super Freudian. Hello. Some of the uh, stuff that has to happen. And the hero's journey that Timothy Baum's character goes through. Yeah. The labyrinth that he must, you know, solve and the minotaur he must slay is his own mother. And he ends up literally inside his own mother, uh, hacking his way out to freedom. Hello? What's your name? Mine's edible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello. Um, this is not subtle, and I no. do not think it is accidental either. No. So I have to give big points for the mother zombie, uh, just just on scale of, wow, they went there. So yeah. what the yeah. fuck? Uh, those are my nominations for WTF. Uh, and the last is the winner. <laughs> a three-time award-winning jury it is. Awards I mean, for Dead Alive. Yeah, I mean... 
now that I have a little time to think about it and review the movie, I might have changed my decision a little bit. Maybe Cemetery Man should have been at the bottom. Maybe it should have been at the bottom. Um, but yeah, I was entirely grossed out pretty much throughout the whole Dead Alive movie. Yes. Which is not a good thing in my books. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> the consuming and the uh, the whole mother-son thing was a little... It's a weird line because the movie is crazy and insane and depraved, but you know what it's not? It's not stupid. It's not stupid. Clearly a nope. really capable filmmaker made this crazy movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. Uh, it, it does. It walks that line of being at once uh, amazingly uh, well executed while at once, you know, crazy. Yeah. You have to like, people were reading this pages of script. Nobody went over to Peter Jackson and said, you, you, you sure about this? <laughs> Who's yeah. your audience here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definite. So I guess in terms of Jerry's, Dead Alive is the Dead winner. Dead Alive is the big winner is today. Is the big winner. Yeah, surprising. Karen, mm. thank you so much my for pleasure. coming back to my podcast. Is there anything Enjoyed. that you would like to push on the interwebs? Uh, you want to tell the kids about yourself or your world before I let you go? I like zombies. I like zombies too. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, I hope to have you back. You are still, as I said, the reigning Reigning ranked review champion. Reigning mushroom. And shall be for a while. Excellent. Episode 21 has come to an end, but uh, if you would like to voice your own opinion on these movies, please do. You can write me at rankinreview at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-K-N-R-E-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at Rank and Review on Facebook, so uh, check us out there, like the page, comment. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.